Welcome to the Weekly Hijack. Hello. Hello. This episode was called... Deconstruction of Falling Stars. It's an interesting episode, isn't it? I don't know what else you'd call this episode, (laughs) but interesting. It is very, like, if you ever read old school science fiction, like Asimov stuff, Mm -hmm. it has a lot of that sort of feel to it. When I think about the some of the the big picture philosophy of J. Michael Straczynski and Babylon Five, I often think about this episode mm-hmm. in particular. He has a very very strong I don't know in the Rising Stars, which is his graphic novel series, has a very strong evolutionary yeah. sort of mindset in that mankind is slowly growing into you know this higher power basically that we are kind of looking up to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And the very end of this episode is kind of reflects that. Were you confused by it? Most of it, yes. <laughs> but the the end, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I does that make sense? Yeah, with I, that yeah. interpretation. I mean, yeah. the 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 man basically was showing how he became like the first ones or Vorlons, yeah. and how Earth, how mankind became got over its thing through the alliance. And I mean, actually, it has a lot of uh, reminiscence with how some of uh, depending on the run of the Doctor Who, but you know, this sort of like. Man's empire goes out and we survive all these. Yeah, like the second episode of the Christopher Eccleston is about mm-hmm. the sun exploding. Like exactly. It, like it does at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And about, yeah, man surviving beyond. <laughs> so let's take it uh, jump by jump. So we've got first year, which is basically like, hey, we're interviewing ISN people, which I don't know what to say about that one, but. Not my, that, that first part is probably one of the ones that, well, in some ways it's like, for those of you who wonder now what the next season of Babylon 5 is going to be about, <laughs> here's some breadcrumbs. Yeah. A taste. A taste, yes. These are the, the ongoing issues that Sheridan and the New Alliance will face. Otherwise, a lot of it was not terribly different from what we've seen with these news. Yeah, I think that was probably the before. least compelling of the yeah. four sections. I do feel like I, I, wanted, to, I mentioned, wanted to mention this <laughs> two episodes ago. But I really liked the part in the, the one episode where the girl came back, the same news anchor oh, lady yeah. came back from yeah. ISN. I, I remember, that yeah, that kind of that was a nice, nice scene. Her being very emotional, coming back. But anyway, that's not this episode. I just wanted to put it out there so I forgot to say anything about it that time. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that then the the talking heads conversation is really not much different than what we see on cable yeah. news today. Yeah. My favorite segment, unless yeah. you did anything else you wanted to say, about not that, that one. No, okay. My favorite segment is the next one, actually. With all the people being like, yeah, they were, the PR machine just went off. And, uh-huh. and then Dylan comes in and, and tells. <laughs> what did you say about my husband? <laughs> <laughs> Dylan comes in and tells them off. Because honestly, I, I, I think, I guess, I guess in some ways this ties into the, to the talking heads bit too. But I honestly think that 24-hour broadcast news, cable news, was the worst thing to happen to American journalism. Um, I still think that t- today with yeah. internet culture, because it it creates that very thing where people just want to talk because they have to yeah. fill time yeah. without really saying anything. Well, and just the, the academic nature of like, well, everyone be- used to believe this, but we know better now. Mm-hmm. And you get that all the time. Like, you know, people used to think that these were good. No, we'll just point out every last flaw and fill in your, you know, your classic hero. And again, you, now that people aren't double-sided, or double, that sounds horrible, they aren't multifaceted. Right. But so often we'll take people, you know, that Americans used to look up to and just say, only, you know, let's deconstruct everything about the mm-hmm. Founding Fathers, about fill in any blank. 
be that it's so much cooler to just deconstruct people and talk about it. And we're we're all we're all cynical and awesome. And we're we're with so much cooler and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I I just really resonated with the lens. <laughs> I know. You came a lot just as far to say even less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like how the, the psychologist guy is about to say something to her, then she just stares at him, and then he just gets quiet. Like, yeah. She just scolded all of you. <laughs> yeah, like hardcore. <laughs> I think it just goes to show that sometimes, I mean, it, it's that uh, till we have faces idea where we can babble all we, we think, and we think our words mean something, and then we can just kind of... Have it turn back and look at us, and we like we like, we know. You know, it's like it's like a mom looking at her kids, like you know, you're, <laughs> and you're in the wrong. And she yeah. doesn't even have to say anything, and you're just, like, you just yeah. get the look. You just get the look. Dylan gave him the look, and it, it's turning your own conscience against you, and what it, is what it is. I thought it was interesting. I've I remember the first time I watched this because I hadn't seen anything, but then we had that whole scene with Garibaldi. Yeah, video. So yeah, we'll 20, just let that sit there. <laughs> that's twenty two sixty two. Which is season five. Yeah. 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 And they dropped some other stuff about what happened that year, too, didn't they? I think in that. Talking about telepaths. Oh, yeah. The telepath (laughs) colony on Bad One Five. Yep. I don't even know what to do with all this information. (laughs) That's Uh, normal. Yeah. I mean, you can definitely tell he's he's seeding things in there because uh, they mentioned he mentioned by name Captain Lockley. Yeah, I know. I, I heard that. That was impressive, actually. And did you notice there was a particular picture I thought was interesting when they were showing pictures of Sheridan's past? Oh, yeah. There was one that was hinting something. That That's true. The thing that always annoyed me, but they did, they did, they did hit it. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that later. Okay. All right. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting. All right. So next segment. Uh, the, oh, the hologram section was awesome. Oh, that was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> that was really unique. I love good facts as opposed to real facts. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean that's very George Orwell, but these days with when we have fake news and but I mean was impressed I was impressed with just from writing is to how how fluidly all kind of the techno babble came off and was mm. helped explain what was going on. Yeah. yeah, I mean that cannot be an easy to write in such a way so you can deliver that and like I mean again it felt like one of these very technical kind of classic science fiction things. Mm-hmm. That was in some ways one of the most. It was very nicely self-contained. It really did feel like a like a little short story segment yeah. in the <laughs> middle of. I mean, they that kind of that's kind of what all these segments were. But that one's probably worked the best in some ways. That and the last one, I think. Well, it's nice to actually have the main characters in the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just me. No, yeah. I no. That's all. The weird thing about this episode is that it's very. But even in hologram hologram form, they like Garibaldi still. He's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Holographic Garibaldi is still better than future Nazis or most people. <laughs> most <yeah>. people. <laughs> Plus, I guess it's also just re- it's really satisfying this episode and last one to see Garibaldi doing good stuff again. Yeah. After he basically well, was was just rough for him. Oh. It really was. It really was. So, did Garibaldi cause the Great Burn? <laughs> it's a good question. I, th- I think he did <laughs> in oh. a way. Well, I mean, that it was... happened five years before, five hundred years before the last one. Yeah. So I think if he didn't cause it, I think he instigated it. Well, instigated is probably the better word that was, because he'd probably be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> it basically escalated the war, the civil war that was yeah. apparently about to happen anyway. anyway but it seemed yeah. like the right side struck uh, first. Yeah. 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 Well, the colony struck maybe Earth. Because Earth was going to attack the colonies. Oh. And then the colonies. I mean, colonies struck Earth. Maybe that was a great burn. Yeah, that could... Oh, 
Well, I figured they were just... Garibaldi said that they were going to target the military center. Well, that's true. It probably just caused extra yeah. stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. I'm sure it's... I'm sure there's a... J. Michael, apparently... Did we tell Brandon this once upon a time? Had, like, the history of Battle of Five planned out a thousand years both ways. That is... Hmm. I mean, at least a big... Psychotic. Stuff. Big picture. <laughs> I mean, big. he mentioned uh, at the end of last episode, uh, Delenn dropped the Drock War. Yeah, she, she mentioned, like, a telepath war and a Drock War. Yeah. We've heard of... You remember hearing about the Drock before? Those weird guys are like... Nah. Well, I don't know that they were the Drock, but... The no, word. remember, they did the weird, like, camera angle thing on when they came on the ship with Delenn the one time like he moved real slow oh, oh yeah I don't think that was a drock but yeah it was they were related to the drock I thought it was yes I think that was a servant or some type yeah. yes we'd have heard the name drock before okay. that was that was not a spoiler no because they were like the they worked with the shadows they worked with the shadows they were like they were old servants or something yeah, yeah. okay so yeah they, they hinted last time on a number of things that the interstellar alliance will have to deal with yeah and then the third segment, or fourth, oh, for fourth, yeah, fourth is segment. the Canticle of Level Wits. No, wait, what? What? No, there's a, there's this, and I've not read it. And I would like to actually. This made me want to read it again. But there's a classic science fiction story about basically post-apocalyptic these monks that take care of science and everything for the humanity and whatever. And that's the idea of the book. Okay, called the Canticle of Level Wits. Who's it by? Bless oh, you. I cannot remember <laughs> who it's by. But yeah, it's one like, you know, if you do the top 50 classic sci-fi things, it's in there. Okay. And I think, I think go on the Lurker's Guide, J. Michael say that was inspiration for that section. I, I could, I would watch this spinoff series. <laughs> it would be kind of amazing. About the, the monks on a post-apocalyptic <laughs> yes. earth. Oh, that monk great. was awesome. He was. <laughs> he, yeah, that was a great actor. Again, nicely self-contained, but I'm very happy that they tied in to explain what the Rangers were doing and, and all this. The, the lines, yeah, I mean, the lines got set up, and a thousand years later, they're still it's still active. Out people, yeah. But basically, Earth is on a not self-imposed exile. I don't know, maybe self-imposed, but they're essentially in exile, and they're building up the race again, which mm-hmm. sounds very. I don't know. It's it doesn't not, sound so great. Yeah, it's, when you put it in that way, it sounds really weird. But, but they, <laughs> we're supposed to assume these monks worship Valen. I think they come down. I think they must. Co- they're still in contact with space and have technology and everything. And they're still part of the. Ru- ra- I mean, that guy's part of the Anglishock. Mm. Interesting though that he was still referencing the Book of Job. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's. I mean the the religion aspect of it. Get again. It's very. Well, Natasha wobbly. and I were looking at each other because of my Bible study. We've been talking about how faith is not the absence of reason. It's like there's reason behind our faith, but. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think it's just kind of blind faith, and this kind of had the same idea. That's why we have faith, believe in things we don't have any proof for. No, <laughs> like, no. Yeah, no. Uh, faith I thought there was some, there were some <coughs> glances. I think the Christian perspective is faith and reason go together a lot mm. better than people think. Yeah. Because if what you believe is the truth, then obviously truth and reason should go hand yeah. in hand. Yeah. So. But I, I, do, I do like the illuminated book with Lorien and... <laughs> They're all mythical figures. I wanted I wanted to hear him say what Garibaldi was <laughs> in the pantheon. Garibaldi the Shrewd. The Shrewd. That's right, yeah. Who's the was it the Limb the Wise? Is that what they said? I think so. I, I think it was a Von the Brave. Or strong or Strong. It was the strong, yeah. So uh, a very interesting setup. I'd watch that. Yeah, I'd watch that spin. Oh yeah. That'd be that'd be gold. <laughs> I like how were those numbers supposed to be like the different cameras it, being what, accessed? I, I, it was driving me 
insane. <laughs> the whole, I was like, it's a countdown. They're going to die. The planet's okay. going to explode. But the numbers kept changing. Yeah. I know. I was I, like, I was, code? I was confused for a long time. I only figured it out later when he was talking to different camera angles. Like, oh, is that what was going on? It, I, think, I think it was just set up so how we've, we're seeing it. We've lost... It's a transmission. We, we've, like regressed with our number style too. Like we went back to Roman num- yeah, numbers. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Well, Rome's still there. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> apparently, yeah. still in charge of the church Ugh. or, or Rome, whatever Rome that month will never was. die. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. It's interesting though, from an editor perspective, that fascinates me because I didn't even realize it was changing it for each camera angle, and I think that's just because <laughs> it was infuriating. Well, I, th- <laughs> I think it's partly because we we're so accustomed to how editing works and that we're not even aware when camera angles switch yeah. a lot of times. I just stared at the corner of the screen the whole time. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not crazy. It's there. <laughs> what does it mean? I almost was like, wait, pause it. Let's talk about this. <laughs> What's going on? But, what is this? So it's a very distinct episode. I mean, yes. it's an episode that won't exist outside the whole craziness of how season four or five, but the whole behind the scenes stuff. Oh. Yeah. That's a, that's an interesting point about it. It is, very unique in that standpoint for not only why it exists, but I mean, it's a very unique episode. It's has a lot of, like I said, it, you really get a great picture of Straczynski's understanding of things that mm-hmm. you wouldn't get otherwise. And even of history and, and mm-hmm. what individuals can make a difference. And Oh, but they can't. No individual <laughs> does anything. They only become vessels for other people to act. <laughs> and that's so, that's so academic speak. I was oh. like, I was cracking up because it's just like, that is so much... I'm sure if you read Academic Journal today, you yeah. will hear that phrase. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or it'd be something like um, um, psychohistory. You guys know about psychohistory? Mm-hmm. From Asimov created that. It's not real, but it's like de- math can determine history, the movements of people. What? And yeah, it's interesting. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised. It's good. I, good. Foundation. Go read it. I'm reminded, like, uh, as in so many times, I'm reminded of a Chesterton quote, <laughs> in that we need people to be educated. I'm going to paraphrase because yeah. I can't do the exact quote, but we need people to be educated so they know not to take educated people very seriously. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think there's a Chesterton quote for every situation. <laughs> I need a Chesterton daily calendar. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, you could just follow the Chesterton Twitter. Yeah, I do, and I see a lot. Yeah. But, but yeah, that, that's. Oh, academics. <laughs> Actually, and one other, I'll do one other tie-in to uh, Rising Stars. Mm-hmm. I remember there's a thing about Sela. Oh, Sela. Or Sela. Yeah. Sela, however you say that, that Hebrew word that he talks about here. Now, I remember there's there's a chapter or there's an issue of Rising Stars where they that. called that, that they use. He brings that up again. So he re, he recycles ideas in yeah. pretty creative ways. And, well, and he's, he's quite well versed in his Old Testament. True. Well, and New Testament, like special Old Testament. True. So. No, he's a very well-read individual Mm -hmm. it's one of the i mean i I would argue that his philosophy is probably better articulated and certainly more intact than a lot of times when they try to do philosophy on doctor who yeah oh yeah because doctor who is i mean doctor who is not as yeah it's philosophy is very it depends on the episode (laughs) practically i mean that's because they have a lot of writers but yeah even though i don't agree with a lot jms i respect his and he's coherent in general. He's much more coherent than a lot of yeah. atheists, relativists, I would mm-hmm. say. But anyway, that was season four. Can you believe this one started off with Sheridan being dead and the Shadow War was still going on, right? Yep. Was no, it? that's craziness. How many episodes were in this season? 22. Same, same as always. Same that's, as every season. Psychotic. <laughs> we have like five different seasons in this season. 
Jakar still had both his eyes. Oh my word! <laughs> Marcus Everything is still alive. Oh, stop, stop it! Oh. <laughs> Kosh was still alive. Was no, no, the other Kosh. Kosh two. Kosh two. Purple Kosh. Purple, Purple Kosh was still alive. Was he? Yeah, he. Yeah, yeah, sure, right. yeah sure to kill him. That's... Yeah, you're right. So much. It's a crazy, <gasps> crazy season. Yes, it's insane. And they, they definitely did deserve a party thing. We didn't was the Emperor still about. alive? Was, yeah. Did yeah, they Car- the Emperor? Cartesia. Yeah, that yeah. was the beginning of the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a packed season. Yeah. And we probably mentioned this before. I mean, it would have been a little different before, but still a lot it, of would it happened. would still be as It would be as packed. It would just have moved into season five, too. Yeah. I like the, the thing at the end about hope prevailing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people thought that Babylon... The Babylon Project would, would not, would not make s- survive, but... It made all five years, which is actually, in many ways, a miracle. <laughs> Faith manages. Well, if uh, you enjoyed this discussion of the weekly hijack, um, you may want to check out some of our more philosophical episodes of Derailed Trains of Thoughts. Episodes such as when we talked about God and stories. Or every, every um, everything story, that's a good one. Everything is story, that's a good philosophical one. Uh, we did one about, again, another cr- very Christian-focused one about um, the idolatry of stories. But anyway, thank you. hope you enjoyed our watch-through of Season 4. Season 5 is coming up. What do you expect will happen, Brianna? Oh, jeez. I don't like these questions, Tim. Um, <laughs> Cause why? Because you're always wrong? No, because it's just like, it's going to go down the crapper some way, but where is it going to go? <laughs> uh, well, we obviously know some not great stuff's going to happen. In the future. But I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be a weird transition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Different kind of show in a lot of ways. Yeah. 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 Kind of going back into the... I don't think this is too spoiler. It will kind of go back more heavily into the political side of stuff. Okay. that I could see that. There's a lot of stuff to cover. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a lot to unwind the new alliance. And, and I think there's... A, I think there's... Season 5 has a decent amount of character stuff. Yes. Which is nice. Yes. So. You can look forward to some more Londo Jakar. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They need like a Dumb and Dumber for like Jakar and, and Londo. That'd be awesome. Oh, man. That could be amazing. There's some fun outtakes. I remember like there's like one outtakes where they're, Londo's like doing like an infomercial thing for some <laughs> book. And he's like, available now at Narns and Noble. <laughs> uh, anyway. Thanks for listening to the Weekly Hijack. Until next time, this is Tim. This is Nick. This is Brianna. Bye-bye.